All right. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Star Trek Euthenia, a Star Trek Adventures actual play by Modifius Entertainment. I'm ELH, the Game Master, and joining me are some lovely individuals. Uh, quick few announcements at the top of the show. Um, if you haven't already checked out the Sunday Avatar game, um, the VODs for that will be available probably tomorrow or tonight. I haven't really figured out when I'm going to do the editing, but they'll be available soon. In addition to that, uh, I am happy to announce that the secret project of mine that I'm working on, um, that is proceeding well. In fact, there might be a few videos to that effect later also in the week. So if you know what the secret project is, go ahead and uh, check it out. If not, come to Discord or check out uh, one of the commands that I have currently on Twitch and you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Um, the other thing is that we did meet the points goal for the Adventures of Prometheus Chan. So we will be running Prometheus Chan Twitch Plays Star Trek Adventures probably April 22nd, if I have my dates correctly. Um, that will be a probably hour to three hour stream where it's literally you guys in Twitch chat playing as the character, which I might have to do some things to make it work, but uh, should be interesting all the same. But that's enough for me. Uh, let's hear from the players, starting with Aaron. Uh, hey guys, super happy to be back again with this Star Trek stuff. I love it. Uh, tonight I'm playing Captain Williams, the human commanding officer of the USS Euthenia. Uh, an all-around stand-up guy. Uh, Monday nights I play the insufferable stick in the mud, Lu Song-Shi, the earthbender from Bossing Say on Dark Avatar. Uh, hi, I'm Watney. I am playing Commander Stecko, the... Uh empathic first officer of the Euthenia. I'm Dag. I play Euthenia's only and best Adosian CMO. Uh, I think we're going to have a really awesome game tonight. As you can see, there's three black holes just hanging out there. No idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. And if you want to talk about it, hit me up on Twitter at TrackNexus. Everybody, uh, Dear Wolf here, uh, Dear Wolf Gaming 88 on Twitter and Twitch. I play Commander Sarosuras, and on Monday nights, I play the ever intrepid Shazo, the Firebender. And as always, I'm as happy to be here as my beard is big, and it's huge. So there you go. Carry on. And it is. It's resplendent. 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 My face is resplendent. <laughs> it is. Stop being weird, Wolf. It's actually. Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew. Um, <laughs> I play Vizeth, a Bergeron, a member of a species native to the Delta Quadrant, who is, serves as the Euthenia's intelligence officer and their chief of security. And on Monday evenings, I play the waterbender, Amarok, in the Avatar game. All right. And with that, let's do the uh, fancy intro video that TechnoLerd made us. Take it away.
All right, and welcome back. We have a tradition around here that the players do an opening log, and uh, Mr. Williams, I believe you as captain have the supplemental to describe why there's three black holes out there in the trinary system and an additional basically K-class or O-class star hanging out as well. So um, take it away, Captain. Glad to. Captain's log supplemental. Some encouraging news in the form of a message from the engineers of the Phoenix provided us with potential new avenues home. And the prospect of a cultural survey of the pre-warped Yadat civilization had given me cause to wish for a day filled with discovery. I suppose I should be careful what I wish for. Our presence in the Yadat system caused an idle Borg probe to investigate and we were forced to defend ourselves. But our problems were only beginning. A transwarp aperture was also present in the system and we were forced to enter and collapse it to save ourselves and potentially the system from a Borg incursion. After some of the greatest piloting I've ever seen by Commander Stetko, we sacrificed the Shikaris escorts to seal the aperture on the opposite side. We emerged to normal space near where we were pulled into the Delta Quadrant to begin with, with three, three black holes, a single planet, and no ability to enter warp. It seems clear that these are more of Void's people, and Viseth's primal reaction seems to confirm this. Ovalis says they are her gods and can return her to her realm, and I suppose we'll find out. I intend to attempt communication, but have told Viseth to stand by on the wave motion cannon all the same. End log. All right. You may have I'm a sorry that I was overhearing you and a bit sneaking in. You said Delta Quadrant. I believe we are in the Beta Quadrant. Just wanted to clarify for anyone else reading the log. And then, like, like Commander Sir disappears. Oh, uh, it is one of those things we're kind of on the border of the Delta Beta anyway, so close enough. But yeah, hey, you also get a momentum from chat, so you're up to two. Hey, you, Aaron. But yeah, uh, you know, as you may or may not can see on the screen right now, there's three black holes and kind of a trinary arrangement that are circling one another. And there's that O-class star that is, according to sensors, not actually an O-class star. But I believe where we're going to begin is you last called for a channel to be open, Captain. And yes. Dorothy will report that the channel is indeed open. Okay. Well, here goes nothing. <clears throat> to anyone who may be receiving me, this is Captain R.J. Williams of the Federation Starship Euthenia. Please respond. Dorothy kind of looks around and goes, um, we're transmitting, but they're not really, unless they're on a wavelength I can't detect, nothing so far, sir. Hang on a moment. And is Avala still on the bridge? She is. She's still kind of doing her prayers, but at this point, I would like to imagine she's no longer next to you in the command chair, like somebody has escorted her a little bit farther away from your chair. I think I'd like to motion for her to come back. Okay. And in fact, to let her know that if they're out there, they can hear her. So if she wants to pray, do so. All right. In that case, I now get to make Matthew cringe as I do good old Lovecraftian. So Avalis uh, holds her arms out to either side, palms upwards, and says, Yiganoth, Yiganoth Tikflugna. The silver key is in my hand. Come forth from the void 
and bless us all with your presence so that may we may we worship you in your resplendentness and dorothy kind of cocks her head to the side and says all right i sent oh oh um, um sir uh and she points at the view screen and what you see is that o-class star in aperture a whirlpool is opening up on the side of it and much like the eye of a hurricane, it is quite literally tearing open the holographic shell of the star. And you can see into where that neutronium sphere that is projecting the star is located. And one word comes over the comms. And it is in a voice which echoes not only in your ears, but in your mind as well. And it is simply, enter. question for gm is that in the minds of everybody on the ship or just the bridge every single person on the euthenia captain if i may i am not one to uh, shirk away from adventure or um how do you say um exploring the unknown but this gives me the heebie-jeebies it's a scientific appraisal russ but i tend to agree with you Um, GM, mm. uh, the name of the, the, the crewman that's actually not a crewman, but is in fact potentially one of these folks. Uh, Void is masquerading as crewman Tillian. Tillian. Over the comms comes a general command from Sick Bay. Uh, this is the CMO to the Athenia crew as standard procedure. If anybody is feeling distressed over the most recent telepathic intrusion, please feel free to come by sick bay for a scan and analysis. Sick bay out. Excellent. Um, and I think the tap, the captain's going to tap his comm badge and say, Captain Williams to crewman Tillian. And there's no reply, but Sarusk, if I remember correctly, Sarusk, you had exited the bridge. Um, I don't think I think this is the first time you're actually seeing Tillian in person, at least as far as I'm remembering. So yes. Tillian is uh, looks like a normal human with very long black hair. Um, the eyes, like her eyes, the sclera, that white part of the eye is actually jet black, and her irises are glowing orange. Um, but she kind of stops uh, outside wherever you're hanging outside the bridge and goes, um, "Are you all right, Commander?" It is a mixture of both of this. It's a long story, but I'm feeling somewhat out of place. Uh, now, out of character, GM, do I know she's one of these potential creatures, or am I not I aware of that? don't believe the captain or Stetko has told anyone about that, so no, you don't have any idea. Yes. Well, I must say I, I appreciate your concern, but um, I'll be fine. And um, I would actually like to return to the bridge if possible. Sure. And I would She'll like right to head to the science station, okay. and I would like to make a scan, um, and I'll walk past, uh, you know, walk in. Uh, Captain, if I may, I would like to perform a uh, close-range scan upon this portal that has opened, just to ensure there's no dangerous radiation or anything of that nature. Of course. And that would be what? Uh, insight or control? Control science? It would be reason science, and reason Euthenia science. will assist you with a sensor science. The difficulty on this will be a two. Science. All right, I can do that. Uh, 
using a focus unit. Survey right. Well, that's always one way to start another complication. And don't worry, Chad, I did see the other thing uh, that you threw in there. So, all right, there is two successes with the complication. So, you are able to confirm that you can approach the neutronium sphere that is projecting the hologram without fear of, like, the euthenia getting crushed. But that's the extent of what you're getting, as in the immediate space around the neutronium sphere inside it doesn't make sense i mean quite literally your sensors are spitting out everything in the book like oh it's the middle of an ion storm oh it's the middle of you know a a plasma relay or oh it's you know some esoteric thing that makes zero sense but your best guess it's a rift to somewhere captain this center reaching is a very strange um would there be any reason for a Baskin Robbins to be inside of this portal? No, I take it back. It's a Tim Hortons. No, wait, no, it's, oh, no, it's a nebula. No, wait, Captain, I am picking up a multitude of different signatures from inside here. I cannot make heads or tails of it. And I think at that, uh, the captain's going to turn to Commander Stetko and ask, are you getting any emanations of intelligence from that thing? Is it an entity or merely a vessel? Do Right now I'm overwhelmed with the same feeling I got the first time we were here. It's hard to get heads or tails of anything in that vein right now. Also, Williams, to help you out, Tillian did come in behind Saras, and she's just at okay. one of the science stations pretending that she's doing something. Um, the captain's going to order uh, station keeping to the helm, uh, but to maintain combat readiness. Uh, and he'll just sort of ask, you know, he'll tap his combat, senior officers report to the conference room and uh, he'll turn and look at crewman Tillian and say, crewman we'll need you as well of course sir and we segue into the conference room where hopefully I have tokens set up nope I don't good job me okay. um, you step into the conference room that big old center table with chairs all around and feel free to begin the scene as I throw a billion tokens on it I think the, the captain is just going to look at Statco again and say, I, I think it's time we tell them. Take your lead. Any time now would be nice. Captain, I don't know if this is really the time or place for this sort of reveal. Um, I understand that you have very strong feelings, and that is completely acceptable. But, you Russ, know, I feel... Yes. It's... Just listen. Oh, okay. And Mr. Vizeth, uh I want you to try to react as rationally as you can to what you're about to hear. Like that does not go well. Idol. No. 
Crementillion is in fact an entity that we encountered known as Null. Librarian? Yes. The, I suppose, absentee custodian of a collection of nigh-infinite knowledge and also a member of the race of beings that we are in the presence of now. And you see Zeth just think that over for a moment as comprehension sort of dawns across his face. And uh, he's actually just going to shoot up out of his chair and storm out of the room. Okay. That's probably for the best. I agree. I'll speak with him in a moment. Well, I suppose since he's gone, the primal reaction that I was hoping to avoid is no longer a concern. Um, Crewman, you may drop the facade. And she doesn't say or do anything, but it's one moment you're looking at a normal human or about as normal a human as she can be. And then the next you realize you're in the presence of something far, far greater than the person standing in front of you. And her voice doesn't change, but something about the way she speaks is more imperialistic, more gravitas, if you will. And she says, well, I would like to tell you that it appears my siblings have opened the door for you. You may wish to go say hello. The door to where? Well, you remember how I had the library, which allowed those who were not like me to exist and interact with beings like myself? It is a similar space where mortals can come to comprehend us. Captain, if I may ask a question as well. It's an open forum, Russ. Noel, you've mentioned that mortals can come and ask questions, but I dare to ask, to what end? Well, I suppose that depends the end, what you're seeking. I believe there's a human expression. It's all about the journey, not the destination. But in this case, I suppose that is reversed. We've been in this part of space before, Nolan. There weren't three of your kind here before. Well, they probably noticed I went missing and came to investigate. I think it's just happenstance that we've ended up back here. So Russ is frowning this entire time and looks genuinely displeased with what's just been said. Do you believe it's wise for you to remain on board? Well, I suppose that depends on how you deal with my siblings. If um, you anger them or end things on not great terms, then I'll simply leave to prevent them from harping on after you. I appreciate that, but what could they possibly want with us? Hmm. And at this, she kind of holds up the palm of her hand. And much like how Dorothy just materializes things, she materializes a book 
And the book is written in ancient Sumerian, if any of you know ancient Sumerian. Um, but she kind of flips through the book till maybe about three quarters of the way through and shows you text that you can't read. But she says, there's, um, you know what I'm realizing? You probably can't read this. Um, not a word. Not a word. Yeah. Probably should have thought that one through. My point being is that certain events in this whole timeline, reality, whatever you wish to call it, certain events are fixed points in time. As in, they will always happen no matter what you do. A good example would be that whale probe back that a certain commander, no, Captain Kirk, went back in time to find a whale. Remember that one? I mean, not personally, but I've read about it. Mm. Well, it's a similar principle. Sorry. No, it's my mistake. I I get very talkative when I'm like this. So my apologies. You were saying, Doctor. Oh, it's, it's just under the section of the TDI. You're not supposed to do those things like Kirk did. Mm. Well, what the TDI doesn't know or doesn't like to admit is that sometimes fixed points happen more often than they want to admit. But what I'm eager to tell you all is that this isn't a fixed point in time. Yes, you arriving back here was, but what you do from here, that's up to you. Well, Major, Commander, and Commander... Uh, sorry, I was only half paying attention. I, I've been going over schematics for the, the, the yes. proto... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sentient black hole. Uh, and Rash kind of looks a little bit wide-eyed at Null. Uh, you don't take issue with the fact that we're using black hole energy to power the wave motion gun, right? And Null actually smiles and looks down at Rash. Uh, no, not at all. Those are not my siblings. All right, cool. Then we're good. We're good. We're good. Can you explain why Kerman Vizeth would have the reaction to you that he did? Well, to put it in nice terms, my siblings and I are from a, I guess reality would be the right word to use, but we are from a reality in which different rules apply. And why myself and my siblings are generally amiable people willing to converse with you and other intelligent life forms in this galaxy, in this universe, there are entities in that other realm, that other reality, which are a little bit more primal, a little bit more chaotic. A uh, good way to think about it is they are the yin to our yang, if that makes any sense. In essence, we came across one of these on that ship where we picked up Avalis. Is that the passings okay. of one, yes. Uh. You see, Vizeth's people have made it oh so much their duty in life to destroy any and all black holes that exhibit certain readings. And, well, yes, they've killed some of my siblings, and they've killed some of the, cha the chaotic ones, as I'll call them for sake of convenience. There's a purpose and why the chaotic ones and why myself and my siblings have come over, but that's not for me to tell, unfortunately. If you want further answers, 
you're going to have to talk to one of my siblings. There are limits to what I can do. Well, Commander Stetko, Major Razib, Commander Sarus, thoughts? Do we make contact or do we continue on our way? I'm a little unsure about the safety of the project I've been running in sickbay, Captain. If we proceed into their realm, it could have adverse effects. Captain, would I be out of line if I would request to get Vazeth's opinion on this matter? Not at all. I think as head of ship security, he's required to give his opinion in this case. Would it be All possible right. to call him back into this meeting then? I don't believe he'll return willingly if we... if Null remains. For the moment... Perhaps we'll reconvene to a different area of the ship and he'll just sort of look at no no offense none taken but first uh, Dorothy where is he I don't know Vizeth where are you he's just returned to the bridge okay. Dorothy reports that well well you all Unorthodox as it is, will you all come with me out of the conference room and join me in my ready room? Bye. Hey, Captain. And uh, yeah, I think as, as the captain exits, he'll make his way past um, Ensign Vaseth Station and Ensign, I'd like to see you in my ready room. Will it be there? No. At your leisure, Captain. And we quickly hop over to the Euthenia's ready room, which is somehow not as crowded as the conference room. I'm going to have to fix that later. But there you go. You all step <laughs> into the ready room. And uh, I think we'll just sort of recap for Vizeth, uh, you know, what's been said, an offer of answers, knowledge that there are factions of these black hole entities and um, simply ask him point blank and some, what are your estimations to the danger to the ship if we make contact and he sort of cracks his neck and looks at the captain no more or less than the danger we find ourselves in now objectively, dispassionately, rationally. They could destroy us effortlessly, even now, whether we're inside their dimension or in our own. I know it may not mean much, but Null seems to have, as much as anyone can, guaranteed our safety 
for the moment. You're right, Captain. It means nothing at all. Do you not believe that a member of a sentient species could divert from its nature? Vizeth, like you? And uh, he doesn't quite frown as he looks over at Stedko and then looks back at the captain, almost ignoring her, but he does respond. I don't even know if I've done that, Commander. <coughs> Captain, I'm always one for investigating the unknown, but these creatures, they they remind me of the logs I've read from Captain Picard with regards to the Q. They seem beyond us in such a capacity that I, I question their good intents, if such good intents do exist. Watney, since I have a complication, that dread, that overwhelming weight on your shoulder, your mental faculties, all that, there is a sudden spike which causes you to drop to one knee. If you're standing, if you're sitting, you nearly fall over your chair. But it is a spike that is unlike anything you've felt before. Um, if I had to make a comparison, which probably won't make sense if you've never done it before, but it's the difference between breaking your leg and breaking your femur, if you know the difference there. And oh, if God. you don't, well, breaking the femur is the most horrific and most oh. painful thing you can do. Yeah, so she falls down. <laughs> now you're still conscious, to be clear, and it only yeah, lasts it... for about five seconds, but you go down. Mm -hmm. Aviv is immediately up and attentive. The rest would move to assist as well. Yeah, I think the, the captain would also stand and sort of hurry over. Is there anything she gets like during this, like any new information, or is it simply an amplification? That's a good question. Roll me a insight and either command or con difficulty of three. And you have two momentum, which you can use to buy additional dice. Spend it. Spend it. Yes. I'll do that. Okay. So how many dice do you want to roll? Three, four? Um, what's the DC again? Uh, it is a three. What should I do? All of them. I'd... All of them. Roll all the dice. Can all I assist? Dice? This is actually kind of a big roll now that I think about it. This yeah, thing, roll this all the dice. This Can I assist with a reason medicine by using the tricorder to try and focus any neuroelectric flux into something that makes more sense or stabilize it? I'll allow it, but it's going to increase the complication range significantly. Well... It's always complicated when I perform stuff with Stedco. It's a meme for a reason. Uh, okay, so so actually, Razib will actually call that out. It'll be, Commander, your your neuroelectric processes are in flux. I'm gonna try to stabilize them, and then you can either say yes or no, which would be turning down the assist uh, out of character. Yeah, she she would say yes to that. 
Okay. okay. So that helps. So then, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to say daring medicine for you, uh, Dr. Razib. But yeah, Stetco, at the moment, you're rolling two dice flat because that's how everything works. Uh, if you want to roll three dice, it is one momentum. If you want to roll four dice, it is two momentum, one threat. If you want to roll all five dice, that is going to be two momentum and four threat. Two momentum, threat, one threat. Threat, to you. threat. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Do I get the benefit of uh, a quick, quick study on the difficulty issue? Um, I don't think the quick study is going to help you here, unfortunately. Okay. Trying to see if I have. Oh, and the complication range before any rolls are made will be a 17 to 20. So yes. I'll check that manually. Okay. That's a four. I believe Chaos. it's a four, yeah. Uh, I have constantly watching. Which would help you spot hidden dangers. Um. Yeah, but the thing is, is she, here. like, actively looking for it? Or yeah. The idea know, me, is look. that she's in pain, so she's kind of just, like, whatever's being broadcast, like, she would get. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's probably looking for it, so. I would say not in this instance, but mm -hmm. if you were to, say, go on an away mission or something to that effect, I would mm -hmm. then give that to you, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Do we get focuses on assists? You do, yeah, if you've got one. Good, because I don't Emergency medicine. Yeah, that would that would apply, yeah. It's not xenobiology. All right, so Setko has rolled two successes with two complications, and Razib gets you the all-important third. Why do we keep doing this, Wadi? Why do we keep rolling complications for you with Razib? Do, do we just... I roll the just... complication, not him. Yeah, but he's involved, so... Okay, all right, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, whatever. And this, <laughs> this is actually going to be perhaps a turning point in everything you've thought of. That presence, again, you know it's coming from the Great Galactic Barrier, the barrier around the Milky Way. You know it's coming from beyond that. But in that spike of pain, that spike of dread, whatever you wish to term it, you send something new, and it is an overwhelming fear. And because Razid helped you, I'm going to say that when you, in still in pain, you look out the window of the ready room and you see the black holes that fear increases tremendously and that's yeah. actually going to be one of the complications and you can feel free to role play this as much as you'd like but you're going to have some residual fear like whatever your worst phobia is in real life imagining you're having to work through that for the next scene oh. and the other complication is going to be Razib your tricorder breaks So okay, so just to be clear here, out of character. Yes. She is, she is, receiving that something else is feeling fear. Tremendous fear, yes. And because it's so strong, she's starting to actually feel it herself. Correct. Gotcha. So, uh, so the, okay. So is the pain like kind of over, like subsided? And yeah, it's subsiding at this point. Effects? Yeah. Okay. So she's like, she grabs Razib by his shoulders and like needs his uniform and then looks out the window and she's like, she touches where her phaser is on her head. And then she kind of looks around the room. And uh, she's going to actually draw her phaser and move over here into the corner and kind of like point it at them. 
as soon as he sees her going for that phaser, Bazeth is going to do the same <laughs> and point it right back at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Captain, I recommend the a security yeah. alert. She's she's like cold sweat, like her her like cold sweat at this point, and she's like heavily breathing, and her face is is pallid and pale, and and she's freaky. She's freaking out. Um, the captain will will look to the major and say, "On your authority, major." And uh, Razib will go into the corner and start doing security alert stuff and readying crews and stuff like that while the rest of the scene unfolds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the captain's just going to step forward to Commander Stecco, sort of hands up, like Commander. It's- she looks Dude. at him like almost like she doesn't recognize him for a moment and instead of like stepping forward and raising it more she steps back and almost lowers that she's like we have to leave all right just put the phaser down Mr. Vizeth, lower your phaser. Captain, I don't believe that's wise. May not be wise, but it's necessary. Somebody has to step back from the line first. Let it be us. And Vizeth is going to lower the phaser, but not bolster it. Now, Commander, if you'd be so kind, put the phaser down. She's kind of holding it up with both hands and then her her arm is, sh- is shaking. She looks back out the window at the scene of the three black holes, kind of looks behind her shoulder to see if maybe like Null came in no, Null didn't Probably come in, doesn't. but what I would tell you is that now that you're no longer in that moment of pain and your brain, though terrified, is still working on all that adrenaline, you realize that whatever's out there past the barrier, it's afraid of the black holes. <laughs> and what you do with that information, I leave to you, but the more you stare at the three black holes outside, the more you realize how much fear this entity has about those three. Okay. Um, I think she like is probably still feeling the residual like fear very strongly, like just imagining a cosmic entity tapping into a brain mm-hmm. like a mortal brain <laughs> and uh so i think she's gonna drop her her phaser and kind of slide down the wall and just sit there yeah and if the, the captain's gonna just cross the floor and just reach down and offer a hand Come on, get up. I need you. It's scared. The black holes? No. The 
thing outside. At first, I, I was sensing dread. The same thing when we originally got got here, but now I I sense it's terrified of them, and she like nods out the window. Out of out of character, we never determined what that thing was beyond the edge of like the galaxy, right? Nope, never figured out what it was. We did establish that it had hostile intent because it was projecting aggression or malice towards us, yes? Correct. Was that ever determined to be a generalized feeling of malice towards other beings like species 8472, your galaxy will be purged? Or was it localized and targeted at something? Was that something that was ascertained? I would say that before it was general, but since Stetco did just go through all of that, I'll give it to you free. There is now undying, understated rage coming from this entity. And Stetco, for but a very brief moment, was a conduit for it. Wait, it's rage now? Well, it's it's a lot of things. It's dread, it's rage, it's fear, it's it's all the negative emotions wrapped up into one. Okay. Okay. Well, I think she'd probably be able to like weave through an, a bit of an understanding of what is wrapped up in that bundle. Um, but she'll she'll take the captain's hand and pull herself up. Sorry. And I think Bezeth is actually going to step forward before the captain has a chance to respond, holstering his phaser and say, from what I understand of your empathic abilities, you came in direct contact with the mind of one of them. There's nothing to apologize for. The further we got from the galactic barrier, the less interference there was. I considered myself a liability until we reached a certain distance. In fact, I was compromised as well previously when we were here. With all due respect, you may very well be one of the most important people on this ship right now, Commander. Your ability to sense them, it goes oh, far and away beyond our current tools. Hopefully I can be a value, but I'm not sure I should be allowed to be anywhere near sensitive equipment or information. Vizeth is chief of security. If you do anything weird, he'll kill you. Vizeth just nods. Again, I'm not sure anyone would know or I would even know if I was compromised. Let me... Let me get a neuroelectric tab on you. It'll let us know if your alpha flexes change. At and Rash least. actually hands you her tricord. It says, there you go, Major Her. Yeah. It's not your medical fare, but it'll do. He'll tap into it and get the slot to open so he can pull out a pulse tab and configure it. And then he'll slowly make his way across the ready room and uh, just apply it to the temple of the commander. 
So as that's all happening, I think Rash kind of leans up and yawns again and then kind of motions at Sarus and says, Come on, Sarus, this is one of those moments where you've got to provide a little bit of levity because that's not a good vibe that they're having right now. Sarus's tail is all floofed up and he's he's not bringing levity in this moment. He looks he looks uncomfortable. Um cuz I believe Noel had mentioned that we met one of her kind aboard that vessel or at least a fraction of her kind. The quote unquote Satan that we ran into, correct? She said that it was one of the passing of entities from her reality, yes. Yeah, that that makes Sarus nervous. Uh, he is quietly contemplative and doesn't hear uh, Rash in this moment. I think Rash maybe notices that and goes, all right, well, that's, that's a first. Uh, all right, well, I'm just going to sit here because nobody's asked me engineering opinions, so I'll be oh, here. Dorothy, you. wake me up if anything happens. Captain. Well, before you before you go to sleep, mm. Commander, how long until we're warp capable? Uh, it depends how many meetings you drag me into. Get to work. Hi, sir. And uh, Resh, could you use any assistance in engineering to repair the warp drive? I could use a distraction in this moment. I suppose, but really, there's only so much you can do. Uh, I just, uh, how's your, I mean, yeah, sure, you know what, come along, come along, let's, uh, let's get you some fresh air. It's, it's less of a, do you need help and please get me out of this meeting? Yeah, he, <laughs> it, she's picking up on that. So Rash, she's giving up, yeah. Yeah, Rash <laughs> picks up on that and like maybe comically reaches up and takes one of your hands and says, all right, kitty, come on. And uh, Sarus and Rash, I think you both step out at that point. Kitty, that's hilarious. Well, step back just to make more space. And as he steps next to Bizeth, Bizeth is going to just turn over to the doctor. Doctor, do you believe that you should escort the commander to sickbay to run a more thorough diagnostic? I believe that I will trust the commander to let me know. Right now, I'm monitoring the alpha flux rate if it goes off uh, through any unhappy margins. I'll make sure to subdue her. Hmm. What will this no effects, help Commander. De- detect exactly? It's it's tracking your your GABA flux patterns. You have a normal neuroelectric curve, and if anything becomes unstable, even for a tenth of a nanosecond, it'll blip on the tricorder, and we'll be able to test for a positive or a false positive. But um, those neuroelectric currents are what define you as you. If something takes you over. It, it can't parallel those neuroelectrics without just being you. Given that we're dealing with entities that operate completely outside of the known laws of nature, that seems to be an unjustified assumption, Doctor. It's the best we got. Do you How have scientific? any more of that suppressant? In sickbay. You'd want to come with me? I'd be happy to escort you, Commander. Mr. Vizeth, I believe uh, that as acting or as official security chief, you should enact a security alert. Captain? Your prerogative, Vizeth Major, when you get to, if, 
when you get to sick bay or maybe you can tell me now what progress have you made on the fungal countermeasure well we haven't had any more lost samples I, I believe that we're about 86% of the way to a foolproof um, experiment, sir. How is it administered? Uh, it'll be aerosolized through the ship. <clears throat> Can it be condensed into a hypospray? Of course. Are you, are you looking for some kind of high concentration weaponized delivery system? I don't know. For starters, how about a low concentration countermeasure in hypospray rather than aerosol? Get on it, sir. All right, you're dismissed. Commander. She'll follow Razib out. So Razib steps out, Stetko steps out. Vizeth, do you linger? Uh, I think Vizeth is going to head to the door, but uh, after it closes behind the other two, he's just going to turn over the captain. Captain, I will, of course, um, set the ship to yellow alert and have non-essential crew members confined to their quarters. And he looks down at the floor, up at the commander. It is not my place to say, although I already have given you my opinion, I would like to rescind it. I believe that it would be wise to enter their realm. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I was planning on doing that, but... And it's right about then that Dorothy materializes and says, Vizeth! The captain wants to go on a solo mission, so here's your chance to tell him no or that you're going with him. And Dorothy kind of turns to the captain. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud, but... I hate it when you do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm your yeoman for a reason. I kind of you... know how to read you, so... Yeah. If that's accurate, Captain, then I believe that it's incumbent upon me to remind you that... Starfleet protocol in this case is clear. You do love to remind me of regulations. There's a Vulcan proverb that comes to mind. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. We need answers, but I can't risk the ship and the whole crew. And I can't ask anyone to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Respectfully, Captain, you don't have the skills necessary to do this. You may have <laughs> diplomatic abilities, but your scientific acumen is questionable. A double minus B double plus. Captain? Uh, nothing. Just hmm. something an old teacher of mine said see I won't I can't order you to do this I know 
I know what they mean to you and your people. I don't want to put you in that position. And I don't want to put the ship in danger. Captain, if there is anything that my people fear, it is them. And if there is anything in this universe that I truly hate, for everything that they've taken from me, it's them. But I'm not going to be a slave, not to my people and not to my irrational feelings. So if you will have me, I will join you. I think the uh, the captain will nod and um, he'll just hit the sort of shipwide communication uh, say all hands this is the captain red alert battle stations and secure from general quarters and as red alert happens across the ship that's where we're going to take our five to ten minute break we'll be back shortly everybody stick around All right, and welcome back to part two of session seven of season two of Star Trek Euthenia. If you're just joining us, well, um, there's been a lot said about whether or not to interact with the trinary black holes that may or may not be sentient outside the Euthenia. Long story short, though, apparently Stetko has gotten a ping or acted as a conduit for something outside the galaxy and is now recuperating in sickbay with Major Razib. And we open up our second half with Razib and Stetko. You know, the latter sitting on a bio bed, Razib probably poking and prodding her more than she likes. But that's where we'll start the actual scene off. And if you need any nurses, just shout and I'll bring them in as needed. Setting up the inhibitor to the same dosage that we gave you last time that seemed to be the most effective. If you feel any disconcertion, let me know. Uh, before he does that, mm. she kind of like grabs his wrist and just looks up at him and just like hangs her head. I don't want to do this again. Talking about the dosage or being this close to the galactic barrier? All of it. The last time she lets go of his of his arm and then I would say she might even like lean on his shoulder a little. He will put one arm around her shoulder because that is what he understands as closeness. The last time we were here, I couldn't do my job. I couldn't do anything. And I thought that was done. I thought when we finally reached a far enough distance that I was back to normal. But now we're back here and it's worse, it's more aggressive. 
I feel like its eye is like on me. There is enough in my logs to try and convince the captain to set a course away from all of here under a medical order. Mostly, I, I mean, the medicine helps, but I don't feel myself. My, the thing that makes me me is gone. My biggest strength is suddenly erased. I'm having a difficult time empathizing as I am not, well, an empath, but were I to lose a limb or two or three, I feel that I might not be myself either. I remember patching many people up during the war. Not a lot of them came back from it, even though they still served on starships even today. We were lucky then, but you're facing a different kind of enemy now. And your, your struggle is valid. Your senses are invaluable in this area, but if you feel like you cannot serve in your capacities here, maybe it is time that we stop trying to get involved in all of the affairs in this area and set a course for home. Captain without a first officer, ship without a first officer is half a ship, some might say. I can't put the mission in jeopardy. There's more important things at work here. Just give me the medicine. For now but I'm gonna keep a close eye on you, Commander, and I still intend to report my collected findings to the captain and give a pointed direction after this mission is concluded. May tingle slightly. Thank you, Zeb. I trust you. Are you? I have to get to replicating a series of batches for hypo sprays for the captain. Right. Would you like an escort to the bridge, Commander? No. That's helpful. At least the edge is gone. Thank you. I would request that you keep the GABA flux tab right where it is. That's we the only have... reason I haven't put my badge on the captain's table. I got your back. Funny you mentioned that, because uh, Razib, you get a message from the computer, not Dorothy, from the computer that says, your latest experiment with the fungus is actually a success, and that apparently Vizeth has checked out a hypospray of the cure. And it's right about then that Stetko, as uh, you start to look at Razib and wondering what he's doing, Dorothy materializes and says, 
Well, Commander Setko, I am, uh, this was supposed to be the captain's job, but, you know, I'm his yeoman, so I gotta do it. You're in command while he's away. Right. I'm headed to the bridge. Oh, I thought that was gonna trigger more of a response. I'm um, okay. I'm the second in command, Dorothy. Oh, right, but I, I don't know. The, the fact that the captain is just not here... You know what? I'm not going to push the point. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I forgot she doesn't know. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, this medicine. <clears throat> Did you say the captain left? Uh, with Vizeth, yes. Took Where? one of the uh, remaining Type 9s and God. headed for the portal. Damn it. She's, like, getting out of the bio bed. Kind of running for the bridge at this point. Computer, open a channel to that Tech 9. Yeah, about that. Uh, that's the other news I got to deliver. Um, they've already crossed the threshold, and they are no longer on sensors. So, yeah. Well, that means him. Russ is your is your XO commander. Oh, and yeah, Russ isn't here either. I think he stowed away. Just like old times. Stucco like raises her arms as the doors open for her to exit. She's like, who else is on this ship? I'm on the ship, ma'am. Shut up, Tim. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> I care about oh. me. And as we transition away to somewhere that almost defies explanation, because as I said, the shuttlecraft containing Razib, the captain, and, well, Sarus is a stowaway. You've crossed the threshold into something that I don't even think Lovecraft could have tried to explain, but I'll do my best. The moment you pass the portal, you no longer see space as you understand it outside. Instead, what you see is an ever-shifting maw of colors and shapes and entities that defy the ability of your brain to comprehend them. One moment you're seeing cubes flying through the void, glowing like a board cube might, and the next they turn into a torus. The next they turn into some fourth dimensional shape that your brain, it just, it protests that it's having to even process the sight of this thing. You see several black holes, or what you understand as black holes, except there are tentacles or ephemeral sort of Phalanges coming off of the aura from each of the black holes. And the shuttle itself is no longer moving. In fact, you've come to a direct stop, and as far as sensors are concerned, it can't comprehend what's outside. If Sarus were here, which he can identify the fact that he is here in the moment, this doesn't make sense. Everything that it's almost to the point that the computer is overloading or triggering safety shutoffs because it can't understand what's out there and your brain's almost at that same level. And that's what you see, and that's the scene as we'll start it. Um, I think the captain will actually begin by shutting down the active scanners to prevent the computer from just going kaput moment later, the scanners turn back on. You hear, Captain, it would be easier for me to do my job if you kept the scanners on. Russ? Yes, Captain. What the hell are you doing here? I figured you needed a science officer for all of the crazy science. 
And Vizetha's going to turn to the captain. Please, in this instance, captain, tell me that you are going to punish him for violating regulations. You let him if off the we, last time. If we ever get out of this. Hmm. And I think Vizetha is actually just going to reach over the tactical console. And can he close the blast shutters so that we don't have a visual of the surrounding area? If you want, yeah. He is going to do that, yes. All right. Shutter closes. <sighs> All right. Well, they said... They said we could communicate and comprehend in here. So, and the captain's just going to open a channel. Um... Is anyone receiving me? There's a pause. And then there's a literal knock on the back of the shuttle where the entrance ramp is. Russ has his tricorder out and will scan that back entrance for life forms. You're not detecting any life forms, but you are detecting a class M atmosphere. Well, Captain, I have good news. There is a class M atmosphere on the other side of this doorway. Captain, given that we can't trust any of the sensor readings and that they were anomalous when we entered it, I don't think we should take any unnecessary risks. Right, so. Uh, you may wish to don environmental suits. Yes. Quite so. Yeah, the, the captain's going to suit up. Russ will as well. And I think, uncharacteristically, Vizeth is going to as well. Okay. And once we all are, what I'd like to do is, so that sort of little aft portion of the shuttle that almost acts like a little like porch, mm -hmm. um, they'll all sort of crowd in there, and the captain will have a, uh, a an environmental force field erected behind them okay. uh, to do as much as he can to prevent any possibility of damage to the interior of the shuttle and depressurize the section they're in and open the hatch. All right. When you open the hatch, you find that you're not in space anymore. You're on a rolling hill of green with a tree just at the top of one of the nearest hills. You look back and you see that the shuttle has safely landed. It's just kind of sitting in the grass and the the winds sort of sweep over the bits of foliage that are here, the leaves and the trees rustle, and if you look up at the sky, it's uh, maybe about mid-afternoon. There's a storm rolling in, and there's several pinpricks of light that are uh, providing illumination. But what's probably most interesting to you is the fact that there is a new entity, or at least someone that you don't know, that is currently there. Um, he stands about six foot three. Uh, he has shoulder-length black and white hair. Uh, the white is kind of in a tuft up towards the front, uh, almost stylized and kind of a comb-over. But uh, he has the same noticeable black sclera and the orange illuminated irises. And as you all step out and he sees you, he simply says, well, Welcome, crew of the Euthenia. My name is... And when he says his name, it's weird your brain recognizes that he says something, but your brain refuses to recognize it as a name. 
If you were to go and consult your tricorder, if you were to go to consult your com badge, it too would refuse to give a comprehensible name that came out of that. In fact, if you do check your tricorder, you see that it just says name invalid. Is there something else we can call you? I can't understand your name. I see that your Cation officer there is playing with his tricorder. I, I quite like that invalid, <laughs> that invalid thing that keeps coming up. I quite like that. Yes, invalid will do nicely. Very well, invalid. I'm Captain Williams. This is Ensign Vizeth and Commander Sarus. Well, it's a pleasure to actually meet all of you. I understand that you have my sibling Null aboard you sh your ship. Correct, yes. She, it, they boarded without my prior knowledge or consent, but they've so far stayed out of trouble. Well, Hollow, myself, and Blank, and again, Blank is a name that will not translate or comprehend, the three of us will work. log the name blank as another one of the entities. There you go. The three of us were very concerned when uh, she went missing, but if she's with you and you are here, specifically looking at Vizeth, then I'm guessing you want answers to questions at this point, which I think you've earned. <laughs> what lies beyond the barrier? To the galaxy. Hmm. Without even asking permission, he just goes for it. Go for it, yep. So, I can answer that question for you, or I can have someone who is actually there when this all happened give you a better side of the story. This prevarication is meaningless and frustrating. Can you simply provide us with a direct answer to our questions, whether it's from you such as you are, and or whatever entity you were referring to? It's an entity I think that Starfleet has known for quite a while. Uh, isn't that right, Carl? And uh, older gentleman wearing a uh, tweed suit, blue shirt, black tie, bowler hat, wrinkles all about the face, gray hair peeking out from the hat. Gentleman steps out and says, uh, yeah, my, uh, my name's Carl, but... Um, I think, Captain, you, uh, you probably know who I am. Do I? Out of character, Captain, you would know that Carl is a name that the Guardian of Forever has gone by. Oh. Are you... Are you that Carl? Indeed, I am. And Invalid, I must say that you've done wonders with the place. And Invalid chuckles and says... Well, you know, the last time we had visitors, there was that whole extra planar problem. But um, more to the point, Carl, if uh, you could answer their question. Carl chuckles himself and says, right. So I'm sure you all are aware of Q. Well, yes. Q once came to me when he was young, whatever young means for a Q. And he asked me to show him something that the universe had never seen before. So I reached beyond to this realm, motioning around, 
and showed him the entity known as Zero. Now, at the time, young Q thought that, oh, this is brand new, and I see a new entity that I get to interact with, and made quick friends with Zero. But the fatal mistake was that he asked to bring Zero to this universe. I tried to stop him, of course. I did my best to hold Zero at bay. But young Q pulled Zero through anyway, thus sundering the connection or the barrier between our two realities. I won't bore you with the long details. Q can explain them if he so wishes. But long story short, the entity that is outside the Milky Way, the reason the barrier is there, and the reason there's a barrier at the center of the Milky Way, outside is zero. Inside at the center is a now dead god of all, as he was once known. How does that relate to, and Bizeth just glances over at Invalid and jerks his chin towards him? Well, Invalid, much like yourselves, are part of an, a, um, I guess you would call them an exploratory faction who believes that there is value in conversing across dimensions, across realities. The ones that you and your kind have been destroying actually have served a purpose, but not the one you were thinking of. You see, most of the, and Carl does air quotes, black holes that you have destroyed, or rather your species has destroyed, those were ways of keeping Zero at bay. Which means the more that your species destroyed, the greater Zero's power became. And, if I'm being honest... He's becoming dangerously close to breaking through that barrier on his own. The entities destroyed by my people have been demonstrably hostile towards us, towards all sapient life that they've encountered. They destroyed my vessel. They destroyed another ship that uh, we encountered, on which um, one of your worshippers, adherents, he points over at Invalid, appeared. I think you're grossly mischaracterizing their actions. Carl looks at Inval Invalid and he says, do you want to take this one? And Invalid says, yeah, I'll take it from here, Carl. So, to put this simply, Vizeth, and this isn't going to cause a revelation in you because you're not that kind of individual, but you were actually doing more harm than good by stopping these black holes from existing. Now, of course, you're right. The other factions are more hostile, are less willing to talk. But at the end of the day, they're trying to do a service to this reality by keeping Zero out. But at the cost of countless other lives of native inhabitants of this reality? Invalid laughs and says, well, Captain, I believe you said it yourself before coming here. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And Why not just please? take him back? Why not just put him back where he was? And Carl speaks up and says, that's kind of my fault, actually. When the barrier was shattered, 
it was shattered forever. There is no way of sealing the reality back up. Again, I warned Q, but did he listen? No. And there's no way to kill him? Like this deceased deity in the middle of the galaxy? Zero is... And Carl hesitates and Invalid picks up. Zero is the progenitor of us all. Uh, very similar to the Greek myths of chaos. Created an entire Greek pantheon, as it were. We have some of his abilities, but we cannot strike him down unless we all cooperate. And as you probably can tell, we're not exactly cooperating right now. What would it take for your kind to cooperate, as you mentioned? Well, for one, his people need to stop blowing up black holes indiscriminately, pointing at Vizeth. Even if I could stop them, it's doubtful that I would. Well, of course, that is your prerogative. But what I can tell you is that there isn't just a gun that you can point at this problem and fix it. No, you're going to have to do what Starfleet does best and find a diplomatic way of getting Vizeth's people, the Vergeron, to stop doing what they're doing. And I think with that revelation, the breeze that has been blowing through goes absolutely quiet and there's just unending silence until one of you speaks up next. I don't know where we'd begin. Well, if I may quote Picard at you, well, I'm going to butcher it anyway, but with the first step, the link is forged, I believe is what one of his quotes was approximate. Take a step forward. See where it gets you. I see your point, although that metaphor is in relation to the forging of a totalitarian fascist state. But I suppose the first step on any path is always the first. Hmm. It, it always was like meaningless tautology, but very well. It always was Null's gift to do similes and metaphors. I haven't quite comprehended it myself. But uh, at this point, Carl says, if you gentlemen no longer need me, I have a temporal war to oversee. Orchestrating or keeping myself out of uh, the 29th century is hell bent on claiming my resources, so I move around. Very good. It was um, nice to meet you. Mm. Oh, and uh, he starts walking back towards the tree. And uh, Saras, uh, next time you get a chance, look behind the counter in your uh, office next time you get. I think Dorothy left you a little treat there. And then, yeah. With a suspicious look, Saras nods his head. With that, Carl sort of steps behind the tree, and if you were to go and look, he's no longer there. You, and he'll gesture to invalids. You, you suggest that I 
somehow convince Vizeth's people to place a moratorium on defending themselves from what they see and from what I've seen not entirely unjustified as an aggressive extra-dimensional force bent on destruction. You know, I, you, I don't make a habit of this, but if I might quote you again, something you said earlier, someone has to step down and someone has to make the first de-escalation. Then let that be you. Oh, no, you misunderstand. I do not control the faction that they're at war with. Right. But you said even that faction was performing a function, Correct. trying to perform a service. Correct. How does the killing factor into that? And at this, Invalid looks directly at Vizeth. So are you going to tell them, or will I? Vizeth just remains silent. What Vizeth is not telling you. Well, I was going to say, that, that was very deliberate out of character. But in character, Invalid says, what Vizeth is not telling you is that they were once on friendly terms with these other entities. They were once, I guess you would call them allies in the loosest sense. Did you ever wonder why the wave motion gun that is currently on your ship uses black holes? Well, it's a technology that the Vergeron developed by studying the others. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, the Zeth's people decided to strike the first blow. That they... Well, perhaps I'm saying too much, but the point is, they fired first. Right. So, the killing is retaliatory. Agreed. Regardless, it, it doesn't matter how it started. How long has it been going on? Long enough. Well. Vizette's people are also hostile towards us. We've had reason to engage them in the past. Well, if your Federation can make peace with 8472, if it can bridge the gap between the Klingons and the Cardassians and the Romulans, I, I had faith in you, Captain. I think you can do it. And Vizeth, for the first time, actually laughs at that. And it is something of a, a genuine laugh. And he just stares at Invalid with a bizarre expression on his face, like mirth. I, I'm shocked by the folly of your race, that any of you would so misperceive events as to believe that my people would relent. You're a fool. If the others of your species are a danger, then so too are you, <laughs> because you're an idiot. Well, Captain, it seems your first that. Captain, it seems your first step is 
this one here. Now, of course, you know, this isn't me assigning some grand quest that you have to go on. I'm simply answering the questions you've probably had for a while. There's nothing stopping you from leaving this area of space. In fact, I believe your chief engineer is currently putting the final touches on your proto-warp core. You can be out of this area of space and back where you belong within a few months, if you so wished. Yeah, well... If that's the case, what good will that do me if some some extra-dimensional overlord breaks through the galactic barrier and begins a rampage in this galaxy? My home won't exist. Well, if... you'll have to hope that the Q in their infinite wisdom decide to help you again. And don't don't worry, we we would help too, at least. Most of the factions would help, but you'd at least die painlessly. You would at least have time to settle affairs. So you are giving us the illusion of choice then. You say we can leave, but if we are to leave, it is inevitable death. Well, that's how this all works, isn't it? You always have the illusion of choice, but at the end of the day, and he actually doesn't say anything more. He just sort of trails off. Well, he'll turn to Viseth and Sarus in turn and say, do you have any more questions for this entity? No, but Game Master, if possible, Yo. I would like to have been taking as many scans of these entities and of this area as possible, or that I am allowed to, or like mm -hmm. the scanners multiple. I know you've mentioned that we can't really scan anything, but if if it's allowing me to, I want to get as many readings as possible. Just what I, the yeah, basis, I have to do that right now, just in general. Well, no, it's a good thing to note. So my comparison for that is, do you remember the episode of Voyager where Quinn takes the crew of, well, takes Janeway, Jakote, etc. to the Q continuum? Do you remember that episode? I do. Very, okay. very, very vividly. Yes. Um, so it's sort of like that where it's not a gas station in the middle of nowhere, but it's kind of one of those things where as far as your scanner is concerned, you're in a grassy set of rolling hills with a tree kind of a thing we see what our minds would make sense of that makes correct sense. yes yeah okay okay fair enough no problem no but good thinking it's very good that you're doing so thank you i do actually have a question captain proceed turning back to invalid your people are fractured into these different factions why have you not unified to destroy mine. Wow. With your combined forces, you could. It would be possible. And if your mission is so vital, the prevention of this entity from entering this area of the galaxy, why don't you? For that, I need only point at any species going through a period of political discourse fact, uh, if I may again prey upon the captain species, humans in particular were quite fractured until your World War III or the Eugenics Wars. It wasn't until after that that you came together as a species. My existence, my fellows, 
we are experiencing something similar. Then question does arise, why do you care? Is this entity a threat to you as well? Would it wipe you out if it entered into this part of the galaxy? How could that be if you are from another plane of existence? Well, if your doctor would hear, I'd point at him, but as he's not, you're not going to believe this, Mr. Vizeth, but I'll say it anyway. Some of us don't like seeing the lesser species eliminated for something that isn't their fault. And Vizeth just remains silent at that. Lesser species. Oof. Well, if there were a better term to use, I'd use it, but that was the quickest one I could think of. Oh. Oh. Right. Well, <clears throat> certainly given us a lot to think about. Indeed. But, and of uh, course, you're free to leave whenever you want, just... Step back into your shuttle and you'll be within tractor beam distance of the Euthenia. I'm sure Stetko and Dorothy are probably going to yell at you, but you know what you signed up for, Captain. I'm aware. And for what it's worth, uh, I'm... Well, it was nice to have met you. Hmm, likewise. Oh, and... One last thing. Tell Noel that she can stay with you if she wants, but we could use her back home. I'll pass the message along. Valid nods and turns away to face, you know, put his back to you, kind of waves over his shoulder, and then almost like a ghost just starts walking forward and begins fading away until he's no longer there. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Couldn't agree more, Captain. The Captain will just walk to the shuttle. The moment all three of you are inside the shuttle and the hatch is closed and the shuttle is powered back up, we turn to the bridge of the Euthenia, where at the moment, Stetko, you're in the big chair and uh, you are getting... Daily reports, or not daily, you are getting rapid reports from not only Avalis in her strange worshipping way, but also from your yeoman, Dorothy. And Dorothy says, um, okay, uh, Commander, uh, they're back. They're they're literally off our, our, our bow. Damn, Razib is also in the XO's place. Noted. Um... Okay, so Dorothy, they're not, uh, they're not injured in any way. No damage to the craft. As far as I can tell, it's as immaculate as it was when it went out there. All right, hail them, Captain. You get a hail from the Euthenia. Go ahead, Euthenia. This is the bridge, sir. All good on yes. your end. Ah, uh, I don't know if I go that far, Commander, but we'll talk about it when I get back. All right. We're 
physically undamaged. That's good to hear. Sort of. Uh, readings are nominal here, sir. Not detecting anything abnormal other than the you know entire situation. So. Yeah, that's funny you say that because as you do, Dorothy like chimes start going off, and Dorothy says, "Um, the black holes are moving away at uh, superluminal speeds." And if you were to look at them, you would see the black holes and the toad star begin to recede into the distance until they are but specks on the wind. Uh, I rescind that comment, sir. Looks like the black holes are gone. We, we see it, Commander. It's, like I said, a long story. With this change in such a massive change in the surrounding area, is there anything she's feeling regarding the dread, fear, combination bundle of bad feelings that the galactic barrier, that lies beyond the galactic barrier? Is it like not focused on them? Is it still there? As, there? as the black holes move away, that feeling of fear lessens until it is no longer even registering for you. Okay, so all of like the stuff she was picking up is just like gone. It's severely lessened. You're not picking up fear. You're still feeling the dread. You're still feeling okay. maybe a little anger, but okay. it's definitely More like- bearable. It's way more bearable, especially because you had okay. that uh, inoculation from Brzeep. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, we'll debrief when you get back. Understood, Commander. And yeah, with that, you tell me what we want the final scene to be before I do something with the captain. Ooh, can Sarus check his quarters for what Dorothy left? Yeah, we can handle that real quick. You uh, you go to check behind uh, the cabinet as instructed, and there is a vintage 2137 bag of catnip. Oh, Dorothy is getting me high? I li that's your interpretation? Sure. So... Russ is going to roll himself a catnip joint and chill out because it's been a stressful there day. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. Listen, I had to get a gag in there somehow. Good I love thing. it. I love it. Good thing it's legal by the uh, 25th mm. century. Oh, yeah. I'm legal still going to have to mark it on YouTube, pump. but whatever. I'll mark it. It's not a big Oh, case. my bad. My bad, everybody. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. We were going to have to do it anyway. But yeah. Guys want to have a conference room meeting? You uh, want to handle it on the bridge? You tell me. Uh, I think I think the the, the conference room yeah. is the appropriate place. Then to the conference room we shall journey. And let's see. Yep, I have. Well, no, you're not there anymore. And uh, Vizeth, you're there. There you go. Carry on. Well. To break this information down succinctly, we have found ourselves in the middle of an extra-dimensional family squabble.
the entity beyond the galactic barrier is the progenitor of all of the black hole entities we've encountered thus far. It is bent on the total annihilation of life as we know it in this galaxy, perhaps, perhaps the universe. And a conflict between Vizet's people and a faction of its children is hastening its breach if the entity invalid is to be believed. I know nothing of this supposed alliance that existed between my people and the now hostile faction of the entity's offspring. Although considering the nature of my own civilization, it is entirely possible that such things would be eliminated from our history or prevented from becoming public knowledge. So us solving this just delays the inevitable of the barrier breach? Well, us putting an end to hostilities, if possible, would, from what I understand, stymie this creature's, I guess, expansion. It may be that as its offspring dies, their essence is returned to it. It may be lessened by the number of children it's born. Or they may have fewer members of their race to impede its advance. If we're to ascribe any kind of logic to the operation of these entities or believe that which they have told us. Hmm. So in essence, they are protecting us from what lies beyond. They say they their are. God. Yes. I'm not a, I'm a, I'm not a biologist, but how would we, you know, create more of them to be able to protect us? Well, with a mommy and daddy black hole, you know, they kind of do. You wake up for this? I've been working on the protocore. Right. Which, by the way, it's operational whenever. Uh, I took the last Boronite, but it's fine. We have proto-warp now. We don't, we don't need the wave motion gun. <laughs> I can only hope that you're correct, but I fear that we may need it sooner than later. That being said, it's been suggested by Invalid that we do what Starfleet does and attempt to mediate. I don't know where to begin with that, except to 
approach the verger on themselves. Although I can't foresee that ending in any way other than conflict. That would be a very wise supposition, Kevin. The emotions I'm feeling are dread. I was feeling fear. Those are all secondary emotions. Spawned from some originating anxiety or cause. Maybe there's a way to Well, do the impossible. Seems we're at an impossible end either way. Well, it's, there have been a few examples in our history of people doing just that. So, Captain, is it your, and he sighs and just looks up at the ceiling. Allow me to rephrase. You're going to help them, aren't you? When we're when we're dealing with monsters, sometimes you have to stop the killing or you lose the war. I intend to find the truth. Then, Captain, on that mission at least, I can join you. It's good because I will need you. And he looks around the table and says, I'll need all of you. Can I count on you? Of course, Captain. We are with you. Good. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to get the hell away from this place. So let's let's test the proto warp drive. All right, Suresh, you're gonna need to handle the sciency stuff. Uh... Stetko, if you feel up to it, you probably want the con for this one because I don't think you want an ensign to have the glory. Uh, Doc, I wish I had a reason for you to use your Gatling hypo spray gun. I know you were really looking forward to that, but uh... is that is that ready? Yes, Captain. The last sample passed. Major, let's set up a demonstration on Hollow Deck Two at nineteen thirty. 
Holodeck 2, sir? You don't want to use the medical holodecks? Well, the last time I used the medical holodecks, we filled it with a giant grotesque glass statue. It won't happen I, again, sir. I found it rather appealing, but... <laughs> That's why we moved it to Vizeth's quarters. It is the only non-functional piece of furniture in my quarters, so... Quite lovely. That's... It's marvelous. Well, fine, then. The, the, the medical holodex it is. Just, I, I want to see this thing in action. Hi, sir. I can set up a demonstration at 0400. It's a little early, but yeah, I, I, I can make it. Well, that's because your species is so weak, Captain, that you require eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah, of course. That's must be it. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear you agree, but gratified. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad. Well, let's let's give this new proto drive a test spin, shall we? And as everybody rises up, Captain, you get one of those desk or comm panel in front of you on the big table that says, uh, wait a second from Dorothy, implying you need to linger for a little bit. All right, you, you all go ahead, just uh, make the preparations. Don't start until I get there. All right, you got it. <sighs> oh, man, I'm going to need more coffee. Yeah, Rash steps out. Uh, anyone lingering? Deep steps out. Okay. All right. So once it's just you, Williams, uh, Dorothy manifests and says, um, I just got a message from Starfleet, but in order I, I, for I, it to I, I, work... I, I, Dorothy, I'm really, I'm not in the mood for any jokes right no, now. No, I have a legitimate message from Starfleet that was transmitted over 300 years ago, sir. All right. Let's, what do we need? Um, maybe it's best I just play the message. And Dorothy disappears. Sure. You see a very familiar face. It is none other than Fleet Admiral Ignatrix herself. Although 300 years ago, she was but a commander wearing a blue science uniform. She says... All right, crew of the Euthenia, if you're receiving this, it means everything's happened as I thought it would. I've taken the liberty of redirecting one of our Antares fr uh, frigates to head out in your direction. Based on the time, you should be receiving this, and if the Antares freighter didn't break down on the way, you should be able to intercept them at the following coordinates and have a large number of resources to work with. And uh, you're not wrong. It is quite impossible, but that's what Starfleet does. We do the impossible. Ignatrix out. And Dorothy reappears and says, I don't like her. I, I don't like her at all. Yeah, allowed to, I don't think we're allowed to say that about a superior officer. I've, uh, I'm going to do it. Put, no. put me on reprimand, sir. I do not like her. Oh, well, 
I'll let it slide. This one's... But as far as I can tell, sir, these coordinates are within proto-warp. We could be there within a few seconds if we really wanted to. Well, let... Let everyone know. And we'll... See what left us. And with that, that is going to be the final scene for today. Yeah, that was a uh, was a lot of blah for me, but hopefully it answered a lot of lingering questions as to what was going on. Because we've been building up to this sort of thing for not just the Euthenia game, but pretty much every other game I've ever run has built up to this point. Because um, all my games are in the same canon. So every there's been little hints here and there of something like this happening. And I'm hoping it's not jumping the shark. But I also recognize that it is kind of the disco problem of, hey, do this or the universe dies. So I want to hear honest feedback. I mean, what, what are your guys' thoughts about all this so far? It's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. A lot to absorb, <laughs> I think. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a lot plot twist only a hairpin could envy <laughs> i'm a i'm a sponge right now um i love the stakes though it's like totally mm -hmm. different from maybe where we were at kind of in the first season so where we were kind of just like running from this empire as fast as possible in a single direction and now it's like you know, some choices we made have thrown us back to a spot where like, maybe it's, it, is it fate? Like, why are we here? Why, why did we take that turn? So, um, it's very like lots of low hanging role play fruit. I enjoyed the session a lot. It was wonderful. I'm excited to kind of noodle on it with the crew and see where it takes us. Yeah. I'm excited to noodle. I'm, didn't see I'm, it coming didn't see it coming no i um i like the the sense of direction that it gives to 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 go forward like it it's good to it's just good to have that yeah that that's it and i can't focus right now because it's 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 been just so much session that i'm <laughs> yeah. like it's gonna take me i'm like i'm like an old like 486 processor trying to boot up like you know quake two and it's just it's happening but you're gonna need to wait a little while <laughs> like it's but i had uh, i had fun i i i do feel kind of like i talked a lot um in in this one so i'm gonna double down on making sure that everybody gets their moments sometimes um, the captain in, needs his time in, to shine man i'm glad to see you have like a little bit of a Pocket episode for the captain it was good. I concur. I thought it was yeah. fairly well distributed. This episode. And I mean, the captain has to be involved in all the diplomatic uh, sort of forays. So it, it just made sense for you to take that prominent role. And I think yes, yes. all of us have had our episodes here and there, and mm -hmm. we enjoy facilitating the in enjoyment of others. I almost ate a crew guys. member last session. That was you great. did. That was yeah, great. That was a thing. Yeah. That was yeah. A thing. So I'm good. And I'm good. and I mean, I forgot to drop Wallace off with the. Um, yeah, you did with them. Mm -hmm. So you may get another chance. You never know. 
Who's to say I haven't already? Anyway, I digress. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, YouTube and podcast, this is where we say goodbye, but Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube and podcast, see you later.